Let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six, okay? But you got to do the ands. One and two and three and four, that? Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six? Yep. Okay, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. One and two and three and four and five and... Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider... And your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. I'm going to sound a little rougher than usual because I have strep throat. Nice. I don't feel as bad as I did yesterday because I'm heavily medicated. Did you get those anti antibio? I did. I did. And let me tell you what's funny about that. So All right. when was the last time you had strep throat? Did you have strep throat recently? <sighs> no, I haven't had it in a minute. Well, it's horrible. I feel like you're swallowing yeah. gravel. It really is. Uh, yeah. Especially the older you get, it'll really, <clears throat> it'll really lay you down. I slept for like twenty hours. Yeah. So I told Isabel because since COVID, you can just go to the doctor on your phone. And I was like, hey, I'm not getting out of bed. What's this phone thing? What's this all about? So I did a Zoom call with a doctor. Uh huh. And I gotta say, like, I'm glad the boy gave me uh, amoxicillin, which is all I wanted. But I gotta say, yeah, it did not seem like he gave a fuck. <laughs> I mean, we talked for maybe ninety seconds. He made me sort of pretend to hold my phone towards my throat so he could see it. Couldn't see shit. Right. He had me feel my own throat and then asked me what that felt like. And then he just straight up prescribed me antibiotics. Damn. What do you think about that process? That's pretty weird, right? That's called ka-ching. Exactly. Get that money. I mean, it's always been about the ka-ching, but now it's even more ka-chingy because what was that song? Put it right there, right there, by Kachingi. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But he's saying, yeah, put your money bag right here and let me just grab it and put it in my bank account. It was just strange to see, yeah, how transparent that part of it was. It was like, look, I'll give you whatever you want, basically. If there's, right. there's a price for it. Yeah, he's a drug dealer. <laughs> You're dealing with drug deal, and I mean, here's what I know about that. I wrote a song about it. It's called "Make Drugs and Get Money," right? And that's what you said. I said I want the drugs, and he said for two hundred and thirty dollars. What did it cost you to do that little thing? Well, the call itself, but we have really good insurance, so the call was sixty bucks, and then the, nice. and then the medicine was like two bucks. But you know, oh, you, that's not bad. Did you ever get those? Uh, you ever get the receipts from shit like that? And it'll be like, you paid sixty dollars. The bill is for twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, like it's always really wild. The difference. Um, we're gonna ratchet out of <clears throat> sick talk, and we need to catch up on some emails. All right, because people have been writing emails in, and I figure with my voice, my throat completely shredded, it was a good time for me to read emails. First of all, patrons. I want to thank him. We got a few. Eric Michelson, I would like to thank for becoming a patron. I would like to thank Andre, Andrew Williams, not Andre, although we can call him Andrew or Andre from now on. Andrew Williams and Jennifer Freeman. Andre. Andre Williams, Jennifer Freeman. We'd like to thank you guys. It's actually pronounced Jennifer. Jennifer. Thank you guys. Glenn Atkins writes in, and the subject is A Tale of Two Crazies. 
Oh, nice. Longtime Bob fan here who's recently gotten into the IOK podcast, including listening to the back catalog of old episodes. On a few occasions, the past episodes have overlapped with the present in some funny ways. Here's an example. A few weeks ago, I listened to the two-episode Arkham Asylum Lady arc where Clint and Bob discussed a show that Bob played where a probably drunk lady walked onto the stage during a song and writhed around on the ground. Yeah, hopefully drunk lady. She was... The drunker she was, the less crazy she was. The less drunk she was, the more crazy she was. After the song, Bob called her out and suggested she was an escapee from Arkham Asylum, where apparently the cafeteria serves a carb-heavy diet. (laughs) Pretty tame, in my opinion, but at least one of the other audience members was offended enough to email IOK and air her grievances. So the same day that I listened to those IOK episodes, I took some out-of-town friends to a Bob Schneider show at the Saxon Pub. This is on April 26th. And sure enough, during the middle of one of those songs, a drunk lady walks up towards the stage yelling about a song request. I braced myself for Bob to give her a public lashing, but instead he launched into a seamless freestyle rap mid-song, telling this woman to back up, sit down, and examine her life choices, all while the band kept playing. It lasted a couple of minutes, and the audience and the woman thought it was hilarious. Anyway, Bob got another shot at handling a drunk lady, interrupting his show, and he rolled with the punches in the best way possible. Thought it was an interesting comparison. Do you remember this incident? Oh, yeah. And here's the funny thing about it. Like, we were doing, it was the time, we were doing Time to Go. So, if you've ever been to the Saxon Pub, I end it with a, call, with a song called Time to Go. We asked the audience to give us a suggestion for what style to do in, in a band, a song, a genre, whatever. And I forget what genre or style we were doing, but it was kind of, it was a little flat. And then this lady came up there, and then I just made all the lyrics about this lady, and it immediately made it funnier and better. So, I'm not saying interrupt me, but especially at like on a weekend show where, dude, on a weekend show, I'm doing a show. I might as well be performing Shakespeare's Hamlet on the weekend. If you see me in Portland, know that King Lear's coming at you. Like a show... Every word, every syllable has its place, like a Zen garden. Don't interrupt me. Don't fuck my show up. But it's Saxon Pub where it's a laboratory and anything goes. Sexploration laboratory, anything goes. Yeah, you can come up and fuck with me, but know that you can get fucked back. <laughs> now that you get, get fucked back. Well, I've seen it many times sitting right to- Right to your right. <laughs> also, the audience might, might catch a little bit of that shrapnel. <laughs> you think? <laughs> sometimes the audience catches a little bit of that collateral damage. <laughs> There's sometimes a little collateral damage. Because sometimes you think, Daddy, will do something and it be enjoying it so much that it won't stop. Well, the two that I remember, I mean, this has happened more times than I can remember. And I've only done maybe 20 Saxon Pub shows. One is someone <laughs> drunkenly loudly requesting the song Deep Blue Sea. Oh, yeah. And then we played Deep Blue Sea. And uh, it was a, <laughs> it was not the song they were requesting. It was the movie Deep Blue Sea about sharks. Probably. But it was long. Yeah. <laughs> it was long. And then another time, someone said we were too loud. <laughs> no. <laughs> And then for about 30 minutes, we played at whisper volume. Yeah. We did a 
Get on up, the James Brown song at <laughs> Whisper Volume. Get on up. <laughs> Let's take it to the bridge. <laughs> Can I take it to the bridge? <laughs> um, and that's fine. It's just it lasted like 30. It was like it ended the whole show. Well, here's my motto. If you're gonna if you're gonna get on a horse, ride it around the world. Oh, of course. What are you gonna ride it just across Africa? No. Ride it across the world. I'm not saying these were not the right decisions, but <laughs> I am just saying I was as much a spectator of them as the audience. Uh, somebody requested a, a happy birthday shout out for Big Mama Red one time. Oh, and I didn't know what that was. It just said Big Mama Red. I said Big Mama Red at least at least a thousand times, but it could have been 3,000 times. Right. Oh, I know what it said. It said Big Mama Red B Day. And I said Big Mama Red B Day at least a thousand times. <laughs> Big Mama Red B Day. Big Mama Red B Day. Wouldn't stop. And that went on for at least 15 minutes. It rolls off the tongue so well. Well, it's one of those things. It's like Andy, Andy Kaufman. Like, at first, you're like, what is this? But then at a certain point, you're like, what is this? And then at a certain point, you're like, what the fuck is this? And then at a certain point, it just starts becoming kind of like, huh? And then at a certain point, it becomes funny. Oh, dude, I've seen that happen. <laughs> but then at a certain point, it stops being funny. It'll go through several revolutions if you keep at it. <laughs> dude, it stops being funny big time. And then it, it's just like, why am I still here? If you're an audience member, like, what What am I still doing here? And then it starts tickling that little weird funny bone again. Anyways, I, it's not for the faint. It's not, here's, here's what it's not for. It's not for amateurs. You got to be in the game for a while to, to be pulling this shit off. Yeah. And I've been in the game for a minute. Like, if you've been keeping track on your scorecard, I've been in the game for one minute. And most people have been in the game for less than a half a second. That's spiritual math. The Lumineers, they've been in the game for two and a half seconds. Mike, Mick Jagger, he's been in the game for a minute with me. We've both been in the game a minute. James Brown, dead. Right, he died. But he was in the game for a full minute. Who else? Who you got? Uh, John Belushi. How long was he in the game? about 30 seconds <laughs> he didn't he couldn't quite make it the full minute too many uh, drugs what about george clinton george clinton yeah full minute still full in, the minute in the game he's still been there. in it for, he's been in it for a minute full minute is a minute wait the did he die no he's alive seems like he could have died recently let me look it up it wouldn't shock me if he was alive or dead what's your guess alive He's alive. 81. It's shocking that he's alive at 81. Because he smoked a ton of crack. What do you think a day in the life is like for him? He's got to be sober. There's no way you're smoking crack at 81. I imagine his day is gets doesn't get out of bed. His day starts with somebody bringing him something in bed and him watching something from his bed. Hmm. Probably Netflix. Um, when do you think he finally gets out of bed? Lunchtime? Uh, I think at some point he's going to roll out of bed and 
but he I'm assuming he's I don't know. It I don't know. This is this is perplexing. What do you think? What's your what's what are your thoughts? I could also see the argument that at 81 if you're still spry and up and I know that um parliament still does shows. Mm-hmm. So I'm you know he could be the guy that waits for something in bed and then he kind of chills in bed or he could be the guy that gets up and like goes on a walk early cuz old people don't like to sleep. Yeah, he's got a show a week from now. Well, and I've heard they're pretty crazy shows still too. Like they play for a long time. In Charleston, South Carolina. So he's getting up out of bed. Yeah, he's getting up. But you know what he's doing though? He's taking naps. Oh, he's definitely taking some serious naps. He's probably drinking that uh children's blood. He's definitely drinking stem cells on the rag. <laughs> he's drinking with stem cells. <laughs> He oh, has like God. a stem stem cell smoothie every morning. He looks pretty good. I'm looking at a picture of him from 2023. He looks like he might not necessarily be as lucid as most 23-year-olds, but... Well, isn't that one of the gifts of being old is that you're not as lucid as a 23-year-old? And my mom's had a few pops. She's 81. Dude, I went walking with my mom the other day. My mom walks so fast. I'm like, slow down. Oh, dude, that's one of a huge pet peeve of mine on a walk. If someone's like power walking, I'm like, hey, I thought we were going to have a nice walk together. Yeah. She, I mean, we're going uphill. She's like plowing up these hills. I'm like, mom, just relax. I know. We're on a walk. And she's 81, dude. She's about to be 82 in July. She's mama bears power walking. She's power walking. The end of this email is praise for me. And therefore, I would like to read it now. From Glenn. Again, again, this is Glenn Atkins. Oh, let's read that praise. Also, I've got to throw some props. Clint's way, undeniably talented podcaster. You've got a knack for finding the perfect balance of indulging flights of fancy while keeping the podcast moving forward. Without Clint's navigation, I worry IOK would be continuous loops of Bob explaining how time doesn't exist. And as someone who's never listened to Metallica, Metal Up Your Podcast is great. Any IOK fans who want a gateway into that podcast should listen to Tangent City episodes with Clint Ethan and guest host Paul Moak. Love what you guys put out. Keep it coming. Peace. Thank you, Glenn. That guy went on the naughty kids list. Eric Michelson wrote in and he says, hi, Bob and Clint. This is a new patron, by the way. The last two episodes have been so good. I decided to double my Patreon budget from $5 to $10 per month. Sorry to say for Clint that both of my miserly subscriptions include Bob. This week's episode reminded me of a quote from a friend of mine about one of Bob's albums, King Kong. When it came out, I told her that I loved some songs as all-time Bob classics, but had to drop a couple from the playlist because I couldn't listen to them. She said, yeah, I get it, but I just listen to them until I love them. She's so right. Those songs are back in the rotation. Thanks for everything. This is Eric from Iowa City. Because I guess we were talking about how sometimes songs grow on you in a way, and the song that you've maybe had a visceral reaction to kind of becomes your favorite song, which has happened to me a lot of times. I mean, back in the day when you would buy an album because of a song, and then you'd listen to the album, and you'd really love the song that you bought the album for. And the other ones, you're like, eh, take it or leave it. But then at a certain point, the album, the song you bought the album for, maybe because it's, I don't know, maybe it's only, maybe it doesn't have a lot of levels to it or something. Maybe there's another song that didn't quite get you right at first, but now it moves into that number one slot. Kind of like the hair, hair and the tortoise. Right. It's a long game. Yeah, there's a long game that a lot of people don't consider in life. With everything, food, there's a long game when it comes to food. 
There's a short game and a long game. Is the is Snicker bar short game? The bright green fill in the fucking blank. <laughs> Bib lettuce. <laughs> the bright green fill in the fucking blank. Right. Broccoli spear. Right. What asparagus have stem? Uh snap pea. Green bean. Green giant ball nib. What have you? Right. Fucking Keebler toe. Whatever the fuck. Right. <laughs> That's the long game. That's the long game, son. Well, I saw Jerry Seinfeld talk about it. He was like, look. You have to not eat food that you want to eat. Period. That's it. Period. He's like, you have to go to the gym. And I know that you don't want to. I don't want to do shit. But Here, you have to. The only person that's ever just done exactly what he wanted is George Clinton. And look, he only lived to be 81 and he's got a concert next week. Right. And all that guy's done for sure is smoke a fuck ton of crack and I don't know what he's into, but whatever he's into, he did. He didn't do. Whatever he's into, he didn't didn't do. Well, uh, another person wrote in. Danny writes in and says, "Episode three zero three is the best one of all. You cannot top that episode." Love what Danny. episode was that? I don't know. Let's take a look. 303. That episode was called Everything's Going to Be Okay. And here's the list of things we talked about. Sleeping. Clint goes to the UK. British accents. Brief show and movie talk. Sports as a drug. Songs as puzzles. Writing with authenticity. Art as empowerment. The writer's strike. Great stories. Song structures. Art as mating strategy. The new Metallica album. Masturbation. Primal programming. Killing men. Listener emails. And then we rounded this what Danny calls uh, the best episode of all off with the topic of shitting. <laughs> and then I believe, um, I believe I told the uh, shitting story in the secret weekly. Dude, if you got British accents and shitting in an episode, of course it's going to be good. That's well, a little thing called a recipe for success. Yeah. And I think I told a story that involves shitting and touring and uh, Karen Kling bright wrote in and said, I don't like the secret brown sauce, but I do love you guys. Love the honesty and vulnerability and insights into the glamorous world of a touring band. I'll never look at a trailer hitch the same way. That's that's from The Secret Weekly. Oh, yeah. I will say this. Poop talk is more of a dude thing. Even though everyone does it, I've always maintained. I mean, I've been an atheist for a long time now. Dude, I'm all ears now. And I've read all the books. I read all the books about how God's real because I was a devout Christian. Yeah. And I've read all the books about how God ain't real. Yeah. When I get into shit, I get into shit. Right. And here's all you need to know that there is no God. Shitting. I'm all ears. Just, just look at shitting and, yeah. and and consider the proximity of shitting yeah. next to all the sexy parts. It's a horrible thing. Everyone does it. Now, right. men may talk about it more and get the chuckles going more with poop talk. Right. But women are shitting and farting all day, too. All the same. The same. We all do it. It's the great leveler. And it's the great horror. And no one escapes it. And it's every day. Now, how many poops out of 10 are pleasant? Three? I mean, for me, personally, 10 out of 10. 
of mine, but other people's poops. Other people's well, poops, it's zero out of 10. My poops, 10 out of 10. Because everybody I, likes their own poops. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be generous and say, let's say half the time, the poops are good. Now, what does Clint mean by a good poop? Yeah. It means that everything's functioning correctly. Your body has done all the work correctly. You've not had any agitating food. And you poop at the right times, and it comes out fine. You wipe it fine, and everything just feels normal. And you feel right. good. Yeah. You feel relief. Okay. I don't think it's half the time that those are good. But let's say it's half the time. Okay, the other half the time. The timing's wrong, you got the cramps, or you're really sick, or the food's not right, or you're kind of stuck there for a minute because it's it's just not all coming out great, or you don't get the job done fully, or you need a shower. And this is every day. I put those all in the win category myself. I know, but, but you just enjoy the, what you enjoy defecation, period. I enjoy it because it's the easiest, quickest way to lose weight. Like it's an instant snap of your fingers and you're thinner. And even if it's just a tiny poop, you're a tiny bit thinner. You weigh a tiny bit less. Right. And if it's a gigantic poop, you can weigh up to two or three pounds less in one poop. But you would certainly say some poops are better than other poops. Oh, not all poops are created equal. Now, when I right. say win or lose, that's that's a binary number. Now, if we're going to grade poops in percentages, yeah, that's a whole different story. But if we're just going binary, then yeah, 10 out of 10 wins. If it's a <laughs> WL, it's all Ws. But don't you think if there was a God, he would have made us without having to poop every day? And he wouldn't have put the poop parts near the sexy parts? Well, it just depends on what you're into. But if you're into regular sex, if you're into traditional sex... He didn't put them in the same place. Well, he did for a man. He put the he put the peeing parts in the in the uh, sexy part. It's it's if we want to move away from the from the poop stuff, I have another Wait, great is example. Pee, is pee not part of sex, dude? If pee's <laughs> not part of sex, then you are one hundred percent correct. I just thought that was a part of sex. Like when you come, that's you you're peeing, right? Right. It's your yellow snow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would always ask my ladies. You want some of that yellow snow, and they'd be like, "No," and I'm like, "Oh, you just you want it stop before we're actually done." And they were like, "Yes, but definitely. consider, but consider the humble esophagus, if you will, dude. I'm considering it. How often do you consider the esophagus? Probably not as often as you need to. I mean, I haven't ever considered it until this moment. Well, let me usher you and our entire audience into a consideration of the humble esophagus. I'm all now. Ears. It's the tube that you breathe through. Can't can't live without breathing. Can't do it. I've tried you, it. You need to need to breathe. That's kind of a. I mean, most people can agree on that. But also the tube that you shove food down to live. <laughs> it's the same tube, right? You know how many people have died from fucking choking because it's the same. Because it's the same tube. You think God couldn't have figured that out? A food tube and a breathing tube. So you're tube. saying there should be a separate breathing tube and a separate food eating tube, a f- separate food for pee, a separate food for <clears throat> chocolate. If I were to make beings, here's what they're not having to do every day. What? I got a whole list. Here's what they're not doing every day. Pooping. Pooping, pissing, eating, or sleeping. Why? 
Biggest waste of time ever. Oh, dude, when you put it that way, there definitely is no God. Well, that's what I'm saying. When you put it that way, when you put it that way, we're just random. We're tube worms that have grown legs. You just you need us to sleep eight hours a day to function. We have to be completely unconsciously dormant for eight hours a day. Yeah. No, when you put it that way, dude, there's no God. But here's here's the other thing. Consider this. Tricky God. Oh, God's a God's a trickster. God was like, man, if I make it so nobody poops and nobody sleeps, then everybody's just going to go, of course there's a God. But if I make it where we poop and we sleep, then, there, then most people are going to be like, mm, there's no God. Tricky. It's tricky to rock a religion to rock a religion that's just a smidgen tricky. It's tricky. Well, I know people who believe that the earth is very young like not old and that Hello. God made the earth with dinosaur fossils already in it. Zip. So, so that it, the earth would appear to be old. So it's that hot young, it's that hot young earth. It's a hot young earth. that looks old. Oh, looks so, like it may have gotten some of that plastic surge. It's like a Benjamin button earth. Yeah. And so it's oh, an old looking Benjamin earth, but it's, earth, but it's actually a young, hot bitch earth. Oh. You know, what are you going to do? Well, are you going to be mean, superficial and not? Yeah, exactly. What, you have a choice to make. You stand actually, you stand at a precipice. You stand at a crossroads. Is it a young? Is it a young hot bitch Earth, or is that looks old as fuck? That's what it is. By the way, it's like, damn, how old are you? Oh, I'm only like six thousand years old. Oh shit, you look old as fuck though. You're kind of looking more like four billion years old. Yeah, you're looking like four billion. What? Did you like have a rough patch? Were you hanging out with George Clinton? What did, what did you do to look so old earth? Oh, by the way, Grand Canyon. Take a look at that. That's millions of years of evidence. It just dawned on me. You know what George Clinton does probably almost every day? He plays a little bit of light, non-competitive tennis. There you go. He's probably up at about seven. He's got yeah. his own court indoor. Yeah. So he didn't so he avoids the sun. The heat of the sun. Yeah. And he plays himself three or four sets of non-competitive tennis. I'm also going to guess that he doesn't eat meat. Probably a vegetarian. No meat. He's probably married to the same woman for 40 years. No. Completely completely monogamous. No. No way. Oh, no. That's out. Impossible. (laughs) That's impossible. Single. I'm going to guess he's a lone wolf. Yeah. Lone wolf. I'm guessing he did the marriage of kids. And then at a certain point, he was like, why am I doing that? I'm just going to get up and play tennis. I'm not going to eat meat. Um, he pro- Unfortunately, he probably watches CNN. I'm going to guess he does watch CNN. That's where he gets his news. Right. I think he calls his friends on the phone. I think he probably talks on the phone a lot. Guess how many kids George Clinton has. I'm looking it up right now. Six. 825 kids. Huh. A little more than six. Oh, no, that's the address for Island Records, 825 8th Avenue. Well, how many kids does he have? One. One? <laughs> George Clinton Jr. He might have some grandkids. Or right, here's the family tree. George Clinton family tree. Oh, he's got George has at least five direct descendants that I'm aware of. All right, well, I guess six. This is, this is 70s Lord says this, and these are, I'm aware of, uh, Tracy Lewis, Traze, Sativa, Naked 87, 
George Clinton Jr., who's deceased, oh. and Chrissy Walter. That's the P-Funk Forum. Don't take that as gospel, please, for God's sake. Well, I was going to say, we got to get out of here. We've had a good time. But I would like to investigate in The Secret Weekly how George Clinton Jr. passed away. We're going to solve the murder of George Clinton Jr. in The Secret Weekly. I posit it's probably hard to live under the shadow of the great George Clinton. But we'll get into it. There's the kind of things that happen in The Secret Weekly. Thank you for sticking with us. Sorry my voice is weird today. I'm on the mend, even though it doesn't sound like it. Thank you to the lovely people who wrote in, bobandclint at gmail.com. Write in, let us know what you want us to talk about, and we will do it. If you like the show and you want to support us over on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash letters I okay. And we will go now to the coveted secret weekly where we will talk about George Clinton Jr.'s death. Peace. Peace. <laughs>